Yeah, sort of feeling um, the immediacy of life today. Sort of feeling like living in the moment. It is the Brian Oak Show podcast. Episode 157 is now officially underway. Recording here in the Smart Start MN studio in South Minneapolis. It's a gray day. It's a muggy day. Today is the first day that I really sort of start to remember what it's going to be like when summer rolls back in. It's not hot out there. It's like 68 degrees. But the dew point is up in the upper 60s, lower 70s. It's thick. It's... This is fern weather. This is dinosaur weather to me. Yeah, I, I have four Advil going right now because I got <laughs> I got one of those headaches. It's just kind of gross out right now. It, well, it's thick, and you know I, what's weird is my allergies for the first time in a month. They're not terrible. Like the tree pollen must finally be relaxing and settling the yeah. freak down. But it's hot out there. It's muggy. And, I, you know, I did start this new job to go along with my other two jobs um, <laughs> working at Cities 97.1, uniquely Twin Cities, um, which is fun. It's fun to be back there. Yeah. It's cool to be back there. But getting up at 4 a.m. again every day this week so far, I mean, it's something I've done a lot over the course of my life, but it takes a little while to get back into a groove. So, I'm a little weary. I'm going to try to focus up. I'll see what I can do. So far, so good. It's going to seem gratuitous and self-serving, but today's guest, I actually reached out to to be on the show a month ago, long before I knew I was going back to Cities 97, uh, because I respect her, because I like her. She interned for me a long time ago when I was working with Carrie Noble on the radio, and she's cool and she's hardworking and she's good she works on the radio and i hear all the time on kfan the sports station in town and they press her into service everywhere i can tell they're just totally abusing her time and her talent because that's what happens when you're young and ambitious and working in radio they absolutely take advantage of it but then i found out less than two weeks ago oh she and I are going to be working together every single morning. So it's very odd that I've spent every morning for the last week or this past week working with Brianne Burdett, and she's a guest on the show today. I swear to you, I booked this before she and I started working together. It's crazy how things kind of happen and stars align, and you got a gig, a real gig again. Weird, man. I know. I, very weird. Speaking of real gigs, how are you, Sean? Is life treating you all right today? It's great. Um, I had an awesome dream last night, and it's it's PG, but... I hope so. Well, but here, when I say the first part, you're not going to believe that, but Myla Kunis wanted to have relations with me, and she said this right in front of my wife. Wasn't she in a movie called Friends with Benefits? Yes, she was. Okay. That is exactly my point. Huh. And so I'm like talking to Brooke and I'm like, what do you, what do what you, do you think? think about this? I mean, like we each get a free hall pass, don't we? Like, you know, one. And Brooke looks so dejected. My wife looks so dejected that I actually looked at my lacunas and I said, I'm sorry. I just can't do this to Brooke. Wow. Now. If the if we weren't recording right now, would I hear a different version of this dream? Is it only because your wife may listen to this podcast that you're telling that version of the dream? What's our first song for the show today? <laughs> My Lacunas, dude. I look, man. I mean, it it might be worth the slings and arrows that would follow afterwards. I mean, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. My wife's response when I told her the story this morning was. What's a kunis? It sounds like a body part. <laughs> no, oh my god. No, for me it's for me it's still going to be Dorothy Hamill. What? Yeah. Don't judge. You, you go ahead with your Mila Kunises, all right? Yeah. For me it's Dorothy. Look at that haircut. Look at that oh, winning smile. She still owns that haircut. I, I know she does. Well, 
It's the Hamill. It will always. It's like the oh. Rachel from Friends, yes, right? Yes. Yes. Anyway, uh, on a much more dour note, and not that I want to spend the show doing this, but I got news right before we started recording that a friend of a friend, not a dear Mm. friend of mine, someone that I only kind of know, passed, and he's younger than I am, and it sucks. He had a heart attack, went into a coma, and he was gone as of this morning, and it made me kind of sad and a little reflective, and it made me think, I mean, that's kind of why I played the song that we started with there with the grassroots, Live for Today. We are not promised tomorrow. We're not even prim- promised tonight, man. We're not promised later on this afternoon. Are you, t- are you foreshadowing? No, I'm just oh. saying that nothing is promised. That's true. So try to find a way to, without forsaking the future and forsaking your obligations and your plans, enjoy every goddamn minute because sometime, at some point, whether we like it or not, those minutes will end. And today happens to be the 60th birthday of one of my favorite people on the planet mm. in the entertainment world. Dan Wilson. Dan Wilson of Trip Shakespeare's fame, semi-sonic fame, his own solo music, but he's also won Grammy Awards, working with Dixie Chicks, working with Adele. He is a Minnesotan who has had an immeasurable impact on my life, and I'm a huge fan, and he's got one particular song that I can't listen to without crying, so let's just go ahead and get the tears out of the way now, shall we? This comes from his 2007 solo debut. It's the title track, Dan Wilson with Free Life on The Brian Oak Show. Let's take a little trip down where we used to go. It's way beyond the strip, a place they call your soul. We'll sit down for a while and let the evening roll. Don't worry about the time, we'll find a place to stay. The people around here seem familiar in some way. Look kind of like we did Before we got so cold And in the air the questions hang Will we get to do something? Who we gonna end up being? How we gonna end up feeling? What you gonna spend?
Empty afternoons with nowhere much to go and nothing much to do but sit up in my room and let the world unfold. In the air, the questions hang Will we get to do something? Who we gonna end up? Gonna end up feeling what you gonna spend your free life on in the other questions hang will we get to do do Dan Wilson, Free Life. As we get things rolling on The Brian Oak Show, episode 157. You know, I did radio for a long time, and then I didn't do radio for a while. And we started doing this podcast, Sean and I, together. And somehow, in a year and a half, we have 150 episodes under our belt. Are we overachievers? I don't think anybody would ever call you or I overachievers. (laughs) That's fair. That's actually really, really fair. It is made possible by the good people at Smart Start MN. Smart Start MN, Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. Now, as Minnesotans, we're very provincial, right? We'd we'd like someone to be our own. We we're pretty proud of Minnesotans, and we want to believe. Like if if somebody came in and said, "Hey, our ignition interlock company is called Duck Duck Goose." Fuck you. Exactly. Okay. Right. No, not right. It's Grey Duck, and everybody, <laughs> everybody knows it. Um, that's not the way they are at Smart Start MN. They're like, no, Grey Duck, please come in and sit down. Let's get you back in your car. The ignition interlock is something you need if you lose the ability to drive due to a DWI. You're going to want to get back in your car, and it can seem like a daunting process, but it's more affordable and simpler than you otherwise might think if you get the help of our friends at Smart Start MN. Yeah, and they can save you some money, too. Just go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock. 
You know, today is a weird confluence of events. Um, our guest today is a talented young woman who I invited to be on the show. Well, I at least reached out to her to be on the show well over a month ago. And we'd met each other in the past, you know, a couple times. We'd known each other. We worked together for a little bit. And then all of a sudden, this strange thing happened where I now suddenly find myself back in the game. I try, I try to get out and they pull me back in. That's the way it works. They pull me back in. I find myself um, working at Cities 97.1. Uniquely Twin Cities, um, umbilically <laughs> Twin Cities, ubiquitously Twin Cities. Yes. I don't always get it right. But um, when I started talking to them just a couple weeks ago, this really came up very quickly. They're like, well, we're thinking about pairing you with your producer and the person who'll be helping you on the show is Brianne Burdett. And I was like, first of all, I was very excited because I, well, I respect her enough that I reached out over a month ago to say, hey, would you want to be on the podcast? And she's like, I'd love that. See, Brienne has, she she did intern briefly with me when I was working at Cities before with Carrie Noble. And then she worked to help produce the show that Carrie Noble did with, um, I believe, Greg Thunder was his name. Yes. Good old Greg Thunder. I don't know Greg Thunder, so I cannot say good or ill about him. But I really got to know her on the air. By listening to KFAN, I'm a huge fan of. That. Yeah. Even though I don't give a crap about sports, I'm going to be honest. I maybe I, a little Viking football. I That's love a, Vikings, yeah. right? But I mean, to be honest, it's as much about having an excuse to do nothing for three hours every Sunday yes. as it is about the sport itself. And I do like to go to a game here and there. Um, but really, I like the personalities on there. And I kept hearing Brianne's name over and over again. I'm like, I know that's the same Brianne. But how can they make her work 18 hours a day, which is what they seem to do, and that's what the young and inventive do when it comes to being in radio. You have to be industrious. You have to be flexible. And um, so I reached out to her. I'm like, hey, would you ever want to be on the show and just talk about your experience? She's like, I'd love that. And then all of a sudden, she's had to deal with me at 5.30 in the oh, morning for the I last can't four even days. imagine. Right? Woo. I mean, it's hard in the middle of the afternoon, right? I get the, you know grouchy mid-afternoon Brian Oak most days. What's he like first thing in the morning? And she gets zombie, bleary-eyed first thing in the morning, Brian Oak. Uh, But before we go any further, I want to say hello to one Brianne Burdett. Hi, Brianne. Hi. How are you? I'm great. All right, so and you'll verify the fact that I reached out to you long before either of us knew we might be working together. Not an idea, not a clue, not even, oh, not a whisper, like, oh, maybe this will happen. I really just was pretty set that my future would kind of just continue the way it was didn't have any plans for that and then it was a weird weird confluence of events super weird it's like so i mean weird i th- that very first time i reached out to you and said hey would you ever be on the podcast and you're like yeah i hadn't even heard from our mutual boss rich yet and all of a sudden it just started to fall into place the dominoes went down and here we are now you and i are in charge, we are the captains of the City's 97 Morning Show. Oh, God. Sorry, City's 97.1. Yeah, get that right, would you? Uniquely Twin Cities. Oh, I've effed it up more than a couple times. There's no question, but I am getting better. And here's the thing about Brienne. In addition to being intelligent, hardworking, thoughtful, mindful, you've got to have someone on your... T- well, like you, Sean, I, I love... How many times have I told you I love working with professionals? Every day. Well... God okay, maybe I'm, I'm over city. <laughs> Such an ass. <laughs> Such an ass. But I do, and you need you need people that you're working with. Your team needs yes. to be reliable. Otherwise, it's all going to com- completely unraveled. Um, where'd you grow up? I grew up, I'm 
from the east side, that's where most of my family still resides. I and I'm very affectionate towards it. I love the east side of Minnesota more so than the west side of. Minnesota. I understand. So you're from the mean streets of Woodbury. That's exactly right. Where I'm from, exactly. okay, Woodbury, as the as the kids like oh, to call it. Oh my, it's a tough, it's a tough, tough neighborhood. You know, <laughs> were you in a gang? A small gang, okay, <laughs> children before I left. But no, no, no. I mean, I only kind of dog ear that part of it just because it was kind of important because I grew up in a very suburban neighborhood situation. Like I said, I always call it the Wonder Years because that's what it was. It that, was that experience. Same, totally, I same. loved it, and I mean, it was. It's still kind of a part of who I am. But the bigger part of who I am is that when I was seven, we moved up to North Branch, and my parents bought like a dilapidated old farm that had no electricity no running water so i mean like were your parents in a jug band what what motivated (laughs) them to move from woodbury the relative comfort of the suburbs to an abandoned i mean i get wanting to get off the grid Mm -hmm. i get wanting to try something new and and build your own life but what inspired your family specifically to move from woodbury to an abandoned farm with no electricity in north branch i blame bob vila on this old house come on really kidding no my dad is is one of the handiest most just able men I've ever met in my life and he uh, he really enjoys that is kind of taking something from nothing he built our house in Woodbury as well but I mean he had a dream he He wanted to go and do a thing yep they both kind of did and we wanted to get out of the suburbs as you know Woodbury's just exploded since then it's just Mm -hmm. not the same right and so dad's work was kind of more up there as well so it just kind of again a weird kind of sequence of events and I don't I don't uh look at it as a bad time or anything like that, but it came with its own challenges. Well, for sure. I mean, when you're that age, you've got friends, you've got a thing, you're starting to progress in a certain direction, and you're pretty young, and then suddenly you're out in the middle of nowhere going to a much smaller school. Was there livestock on the farm? No. The the funny thing is, is like, not when we were living there or anything like that, but oh my God, they left a bunch of cats. Like, it was just a, 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 talk about a gang of feral cats. All right. (laughs) You know, and one by one, hit, hit by a car, taken oh. by a coyote. So, so they so kind of dwindled you down. I, that is where I learned the the fragility of life. That's for sure. And like I said, I, it was such a great time because it really shaped so much of my independence. I would say, yeah. know, it's like you've got to find something that you got to entertain yourself. And I joke, I jokingly said on a power trip after party, it's like, oh, how do you know all this stuff? And I go, well, neglect. Yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't anything like that, but it really was like, can you go find something to do? Can you go just kind of entertain yourself? Right, because we're in the middle of doing yeah, something, and, we, and we, we've got yeah. to build this house. Mm-hmm. If, if and we you... have to bury cats. I, it was it was a busy, busy time. Well, you know? I mean, would you would you like a light to turn on exactly. in the middle of the night? Yeah. Because we need to wire this place for electricity. Yeah. Yep. So there was other priorities, you know. But the thing is, it's it's like some of my favorite memories are just kind of. Being by myself, wandering through the woods, you know, doing stuff like that. I are, was you very, an, yeah. are you an only child? I have an older half-sister that okay. never really grew up with me. I understand. But we're no. very close. So but, yeah. I have a younger sister who is six years apart, and that's almost far enough apart who, where I, it felt a little bit like only child. Like, mm-hmm. I entertaining myself was sort of my job mm-hmm. when I was a kid, whether it was playing with Star Wars action figures or running around in the woods, like mm-hmm. it sounds like you did plenty yeah. of as well. But it just fosters your imagination. It, does. it really does. And it's just, I still feel sometimes... That I may be a little too imaginative for my age currently, but no. it's at the same time, I, I love being that way. It's fun. Don't you ever, ever, <laughs> ever, ever lose that. A, because we're working together, and I, I like your imagination, but B, you know, when you get older, you're like, no, I need to let some of that stuff go. Bullshit. Don't okay. ever let right. any of it go. That's Noted. my only piece of advice. <laughs> Just kidding, Brianne. I'm going to be giving you advice every day for the foreseeable future. I look forward to do, it. Do you envy Brianne right now? Well, I... 
Um, no. no. I get them every day. Come on. I'm the one yeah. who wins. Sean, you only get me two days a week. That's true. You poor suckers. But I've known I'm you a so long sorry. time. Cities 97.1. Umbilically Twin Cities. Yep, that's it. That's okay. the tagline. That's, yep. That's something like that. So, you grew up in North Branch, and at some point, you go to school, or you decide, I mean, how do you, and I know you did other things first. I know that you worked in the service industry. Do you go to school? What what happens when you graduate North Branch? Do you hit the ground running? What, what do you decide? What are you thinking? And I know not everybody at that point knows what they want to do. I, for sure, as hell didn't. What happens when you graduate high school? What What's next for Brianne in Brianne's head? Well, in my head, it was definitely a much different picture than probably what I was kind of told to do and what I should do. So, you know, I'm also just as imaginative as I am. I'm equally as pragmatic, I would like to think. And it was kind of sold to me that it's like, look, well, you can have dreams. You can have goals that you want to chase. But really, you got to be kind of realistic and some things don't always work out. So it's probably better that you have kind of a solid foundation of a degree, a good skill. Yep. So I... I think I was just directionless enough with kind of no real dream. I kind of, we'll get to this later, but frankly, I kind of just wanted to be who I am now, yeah. which is kind of funny. Right. And uh, so my under my mom's advisement, I got a paralegal degree from Inver Hills. Okay. So that was my first stop. And I lived with just a friend off campus in Roseville. I love that place. Love that town. And so it was just kind of, it felt a little more freewheeling than some of my friends who went to the dorm and stuff and just... Trust me, did plenty of visiting and, you know. <laughs> I imagine that you did. Yeah, but it was kind Brianne. of fun to have my own kind of bit, I guess, from yeah. like, you know, 18 to 20 or so. Kind of Wait a minute, you're yeah. telling me that you don't want to be like everybody else, Brian? I know it's. I know it seems like I surprising. really love to Very go surprising. with the crowd. Did you, do ever, did you ever do any paralegaling after you studied that? Uh, kind of almost like moonlighting, kind of. Yeah. I, um, I come from a family of lawyers, kind of on my in-law's side, not married, on my sister's side. Understood. And um, they have been very generous with experience and things like that. And I would mm-hmm. just kind of fill, kind of, kind of like I do now, fill in gaps when needed, you know, things like that. Kind of like what you did do, but now and again, you like to underplay that role. Having spent nearly 30 years in radio myself, and Sean is no stranger to that thing, mm. the utility players, as yes. I mentioned in the top of the show, they get abused, especially if they're any good. They're like, oh, oh you yeah. can do this. Oh, you can do that. Oh, you can do this. Oh, you... But you're still keeping it to 29.75 hours a week. Yeah. Of course, right? because I don't make waves and make problems for anyone. So why would I, Which why is, would I cause that? It. All the more reason for everyone to come in and be like, you know who we need for this? We need Brianne. We need- <laughs> this is a great opportunity. At maybe a resume builder. <laughs> oh, my God. If I hear that one more time. What? Again, well, something to put on the resume. Sean and I have been around the biz for a little while. I want to talk about your life in the biz, but before we do that, I want to hear some music. A big part of this show, and again, you and I already talked about this. People who come in are always so nervous when I say, "Pick out some songs," and like, "Oh man, I was sweating this. I was sweating." Judge me. I was. This is nothing about judgment. In fact, I love it when people pick songs that are unexpected or I didn't know about. But I honestly, ultimately, do not care. I learned a long time ago that all art appreciation, in particular music, is subjective. So you may love something, I may hate it, and we will talk about that, Brianne. <laughs> we will talk, but we're both right. You know, there, there is no wrong answer. So I like to learn about people by finding out what they like. And you know I'm a fan of this artist, but I don't go as deep as I wish I did. But I'm so glad you picked her. I want to know, A, why you picked her, and B, why this song in particular. Right now? 
Yes, please. <laughs> okay. Yes, please. Um, That's why we have you here. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, since I'm here, I guess I'll talk about it. If um, you don't mind. <laughs> if you don't mind. Um, so I love Phoebe Bridgers. I'm super vocal about it. I had a really almost kind of life-changing concert experience, which I love. Love a good life-changing concert experience. Couldn't agree you know, more. They don't always happen, but when they do, oof. No, we're all looking to get back out there and have 100%, more of those. Yeah. 100%. I'm uh-huh. missing it. And um, I'm a huge fan of Connor Oberst, everything he's done from beginning to end, Bright Eyes to the Mystic Valley Band solo stuff. And he had her as his opener. And I missed her, her set, but then he brought her on to uh, duet on Lua. And it was just like, it was just, who is this beautiful angel, like on stage? And I just was kind of just so obsessed after that. And then there was motion sickness and then Stranger in the Alps, the album came out. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it just for me, kind of like something personal we kind of talked about earlier. It was kind of on the edge of, you know, coming back to life, kind of coming back online. And it really represents kind of, kind of like a turning point in my life. And this song is so sad. It is so sad. And people kind of, I feel like give me a lot of guff kind of for the sad music I like. And it's not just because I enjoy feeling sad. It's just, it just kind of speaks to how I actually feel. And I think in that song, like you said too earlier this week, it's the thesis. It's it's Phoebe Bridger's thesis. First song, first thing, first you heard right before you got here, I played one of my personal cripplers as we call them. (laughs) And it may not be appropriate, but free life (laughs) by Dan Wilson, because I just got the news earlier today that a friend, a good friend, well, a good friend of a good friend died, mm. and I played that song. And so, no, I've already cried, so why not have more crying? <laughs> Thanks, Brianne. This Here's is Phoebe, be fun. Phoebe, <laughs> <laughs> Phoebe Bridgers with Funeral on the Brian Oak Show.
Phoebe Bridgers on the Brian Oak Show. Oh, <laughs> first ever. Wow. <laughs> that was spectacular. You saw, man. Now, here's the thing. In the, in the short time that we've worked together, Brianne, you and I have begun to read each other's nonverbal cues enough, and you saw that I was checking a comment on my social media, and you stepped in, and you carried the weight. I'm... A, gigantic fan of yours and okay. it turns out it was the right thing to do to invite you on the show long before we knew well not long but a ways before we knew we were going to start working together um phoebe bridgers so i one of my other jobs too many jobs uh <laughs> i work at a record store we can't keep phoebe bridgers in stock i believe it we'll order eight copies of her latest record what's it called prisoner Punisher. Punisher, thank yeah. you. And, and they're gone by week's end. Like we, we cannot keep her in stock, and I love that. And I feel like some people think she's a little overwrought or sometimes maybe like with the skeleton outfits mm-hmm. trying a little too hard. I couldn't agree less. She's one of the most... I think poignant, it, a lot of people are like, I'm a deep songwriter, mm-hmm. and it feels very... It doesn't feel forced, but it just feels exhausting. Her... It feels a little too real and a little too raw, and it's it can be hard to listen to. Absolutely. I mean, she brings a. Again, I use this term a lot, but it, I think it, it's really apropos here. Emotional heft, Def. and that can be heavy lifting to do on the regular. Mm-hmm. I just I think she's really great. Before we talk more to Brienne, I need to talk to my good friend Sean over here. Sean, you, in addition to the many skills you bring to day to day life, hmm. in addition to being a wonderful father. Dedicated husband, wow! Co-owner of the LLC of the Brian Oak Show, trusted ally, used confidant, car buyer. used car <laughs> negotiator. You're also a realtor for Edina Realty, the 50th in France location. And I understand that we live in both an amazing time to buy and sell a house, but also a, an incredibly challenging time. Lack of inventory, but also a better seller's market than we've probably seen in our known lifetime and also great, great rates. Yeah. I've, I've tried to tell that to people, especially people who have been there in their house a long time. This is a great time to sell. Uh, and you're probably not going to buy a place that's way bigger and better than your current place. If you're our age, right. you know, you're approaching empty nesterhood. Um, I think that's the word, isn't it, Brian? Empty nest. I, I can't confirm or deny that. Well, but we, but we all followed along. Yeah, I mean, but I'm I mean, with you. let's say you sell that home and you're looking to downsize or maybe right size. Yes, you know, I like to think smart oh. sizing. Smart yeah. sizing wow. is what I'm looking you're at. There. Doing yourself. Thank you very much. Um, I mean, maybe now is the time that you buy that unfinished barn in North Branch. 
It's not yeah. a bad. It's not a bad call. Well, I mean, the interest think rates about how are low. Big that that barn could be, and you could be the next, you know, massive cat murderer. There I was feel no, so. There was no murdering. But it where did just... all the cats go, Brian? When you got there, the cats started disappearing. Yeah, maybe I am a total psycho. Brian, what have you got yourself into? You, oh, don't, 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 give, don't put that in my head. You're interrupting my commercial. Six one two. 859-2594. That number is also textable. Oh, and, and uh, we're giving away a portion of each sale on the buy side or sell side to a local artist or musician of your choice. Okay. Very good. And when you say artist, does it have to be musician? Could it be someone who does taxidermy? Say with cats. That's weird when people... You know that people do that. Oh, they totally there's do There's people that have oh, their cats staring at them in the by the fireplace. Yeah, there's the also people who like... Who like do taxidermied squirrels playing little miniature banjos? It's adorable. Or or little frogs playing the washboard. What's your banjo word? Uh, chronic banjosis. Yes. <laughs> when 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 Mumford and Sons were at their dizzying height, yes. and all these other bands were popping up, like the Lumineers and quite a few others. Americana had always been a thing. American roots music has always been a thing, but it suddenly started to bubble up into the mainstream. And you no, know, for a while, American popular music suffered from chronic banjosis. It did indeed, it did. and it's it's kind of come back down Thank a little God. bit. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> Are you not a banjo fan? Not not to that degree, I guess. What about jug music? Like, ooh, 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 yeah, ooh. I mean that's not as much. Eighty years past its prime. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. To say the very the least, that. Brienne Burdett, she is probably best known these days so far <laughs> from the um, number of hours you've logged on KFAN, the local sports station. Um, th- frankly, the number one station in the market. I mean, they've got the number one morning show. But the reason I first reached out to you is, A, we knew each other from a long, long time ago, but we hadn't seen each other in a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I kept hearing you no matter when I tuned in. And again, the reason, as I mentioned to Sean, the reason I tune into KFAN, I don't really care about sports, but I love the personalities that are on there. And, and I think the reason they do so well is they're a talk station that is conversant in sports, but they're not absolutely slaves to sports. You, you know? tune in to hear the people. They're your friends. You the like personalities. Them. Yeah. Common man. Very polarizing figure. One of my favorite people on the planet. <laughs> and I go on his show all the time. Barrero, one of the most intelligent people on the air. But then these Just people... Just ask him. <laughs> well, there's that. Uh, JG... <laughs> T-Bomp, tasteless box of mashed potatoes, one of my, <laughs> and again, that's a, sub, that's a nickname someone else gave him and he's totally comfortable with, um, one of the most, well, every time I see him in the hallways back in the day and now this day and age, acumen. We have a deep respect <laughs> for each other. Um, I like the people who work on that station, so I listen all the time, but there are so many moving parts and there are live broadcasts and there are people who go on vacation and there's this and that, so that you end up working a ridiculous number of hours over there, which are like, yeah, no, we got to keep it down to this number of hours. Zero percent chance that you've ever accurately reflected that on your time card. Before your tenure there at KFAN and sort of your ascendancy, what was your first entree into radio? It was, don't tell me it was interning for Oak and Carey in the morning on City's 97. thousand percent. That was the first, that was the first experience. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, the funny thing is, is that when Brent, your stalwart producer, left you guys, uh-huh. um, I interviewed for the job, which, if you remember, I sat in with you guys. Yep. And um, a different program director than the one we have now uh, didn't enjoy the fact that I didn't finish my college degree. He thought it reflected that I couldn't finish things or, you know. Are we talking about J.B. Wild? I didn't, I didn't say that. No, you didn't say it, but I'm, I'm going to say it right now. Fuck that guy. He's why I quit. 
Okay, he said okay, it again. Sorry. Was, that, was that out loud? Was that no? I, um, you're right though. I mean, like, so there. So that was his perspective, and oh, then I have and a great story about JB Wild that I'm going to share another time. Wonderful, Jenny Luttenberg got the job, but then thankfully she moved on to other things. Okay, KDWB, and they called me up and said, "Do you want the job? You got the job." Right. So that was really just a weird again turn of events, but that was kind of my first foray. Well, and that's wonderful, and I'm glad, and it's worked out well for you. But I guess one of the things I respect, and I think one of the things I'd like people to have perspective on, you know, Sean did radio for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. I did radio for a long, long time. Part of radio, and I think this is true of life in general, but it seems to be particularly true of radio, you have to want it. You have to love Mm -hmm. it. Like, I think of teachers who teach middle school or elementary school kids If you don't love it every single day, you are never going to make it because you're not making any real money, you're not getting any real respect, and the amount of hours you have to put in will grind you down to a fine dust. But here you are. You keep doing it, and you continue to do it. And again, not like working with Brian Oak is going to be any great feather in your cap, but... I say it is. Well, I know you do, and that's very (laughs) kind of you, but I just, you know... it. That kind of work and that kind of dedication, I, over the course of my career, so many people have been like, well, so how, what, what would you recommend? Like, if I want to get into radio, my first thing is, and it's kind of a joke, but not, is don't. Yeah. Uh, my I second, recommend it. <laughs> my second thing is, you know, go somewhere. If you want to go to school for it, go somewhere that has a good radio station and volunteer there, but get an actual degree in something real, right? Like, maybe be a paralegal. Maybe. Or you and I were both college dropouts. We both went for other degrees. Maybe attempt. And uh, I mean, like, give it a shot, but you can you can learn anything you want. But this is not the time to get into radio yet. Here you are grinding your way upward. So you go from working on the city's 97 morning show. How do you start getting incorporated into all the things of the number one radio station in the market at KFAN? How does that happen? And again, I want to preface this with just you kind of just have to let go a little bit and let things happen to you. You can do what you can work as hard as you want. You can have all the acumen that you would like, but really it just comes down to working hard, meeting chance. That's just what it comes down to. Yep. So I um, started filling in for uh, Sam Sandsphere, Bob Sandsphere's oh, yeah. daughter on the Sam. Twin Cities morning, Twin Cities News Talk morning show. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my first uh, intro into kind of live producing. I had never really done that with the board. I had to learn all that. And I, I loved it. I loved it so much. Um, and that was where I became closer with Chad Abbott, the program director for both uh, KTLK and then KFAN. Right. And uh, so I did that for a number of years. And it's just funny. It's, a, again, kind of that time that I was talking to you about earlier off air that I was just looking for something else. I was working overnights as a board op doing you would literally just sit there and wait for something wrong to happen. That was your <laughs> job. <laughs> and I tried to keep my eyes open for most of those times. Mm-hmm. Wasn't always successful. But there, it just finally came to a head where I was like, I'm working at four in the morning. What am I? Am I spinning my wheels? What am I doing here? I'm working here, but am I in radio? So I spoke with Chad Abbott and I said, what can I do so that way you can just take me out of that rotation and I will just continue to cover for you when you need me. And he said, well, I can't really do that, but you could be a board up on KFAN. I said, please, come on. I'm not going to do that. I don't even care. I really just had no concept of what they were doing or what they were up to. It was just a sports station. Right. But I took it on. I was like, okay, well, if that's what I have to do, that's what I have to do. And I spent the summer of 2018 
coming home from work every day crying because it was so hard. Yeah. And I just didn't think that I could do it. And the, and, and the pressure is freakish. When you're on a station that big and that important and you're not completely established, the pressure is freakish. No knowledge or interest in sports. It's a different <laughs> kind of animal in terms of production. It's a lot more involved. And they will tell you they will not be shy when you screw up. So, which is, it's all a part of how you grow. And I appreciate trial by fire. Right. You know, so well, I, I, that's how that happened over the course of my career. Like I've had people, other people in radio sort of bitterly say, well, yeah, but you've been given all these great opportunities. And, you know, it's true that there have been a couple of really good opportunities. But then what you find out is when an opportunity presents itself, if you don't then turn around and work your ass off every single day, show up every single time your ass, do everything that is required of you then you've squandered the opportunity. Yep. So maybe not everybody gets the opportunity, but that doesn't mean anything is handed to mm-hmm. you. And the other thing that I told you just the other day is, you know, it was, it's fun to watch your ascendancy and how much you became a part of KFAN. Sorry, KFAN. Yeah, I know get that. the branding right. They right? hate KFAN. Do, I don't know why. But, but everyone calls it that, which yes, is hilarious. It can yes, everyone it refers to it as that. It can but either it's be not. the fan or KFAN. But no, the couple times I referred to it as KFAN, they got they were very serious about that. But <laughs> as much as they need a warm body to fill certain seats and to do certain things, that's the kind of place that is not going to tolerate incompetence. It's not going to settle for mediocrity. So to me, that is a mark that Brianne Burdett is kind of a badass. I don't know if you know this or not, but kind really? of a badass. Well, you got to be. Otherwise, there's no way they keep inviting you back to do all the things, Brianne. Let's hear another song. What did you pick next? Oh, you picked a great one, Sam Yay. Beam. Yay. Yeah. Walking I love Far Sam From Beam. Home from Iron and Wine. And why? Um, It reminds here, let's talk about some sad shit again. You know, okay, it's just, fine. I love songs that kind of remind me of a harder time that I've been through, and I enjoy them more in a lighter, better time because it just reminds me of what you've been through, what you've gone through, look how far you've come. This reminds me of when I was a paralegal intern taking the bus downtown every single morning to work my uh, law office internship. Hated it. Hated it so much. Didn't want to be like the not trying to make anyone feel bad, but the people looked so sad on the bus on their way. It was a commuter bus, and they were so sad on their way to work. And I just, I was like, I don't want this life. I don't want to do this. And this is when this record came out, 2011. And it just, it's the first track, I believe, too. And it just, it's just, it, it's kind of an emotional crippler in a lot of ways. It just really just, oh, it hurts so good to hear. So sitting on the bus driving through downtown Minneapolis, yeah, that's what that means. I was walking far from home Where the names were not burned along the wall Saw a building high as heaven But the door was so small Door was so small I saw rain clouds Little babies And a bridge that had tumbled to the ground I saw sinners Making music And I've dreamt of that sound Dreamt of that sound I was walking far from home But I carried your letters all the while I saw lovers in a window Whisper, want me like time Want me like time I saw sickness blooming fruit trees I saw blood and a bit of it was mine I saw children in a river 
But their lips were still dry, lips were still dry. I was walking far from home, and I found your face mingled in the crowd. So a boat full of believers sail off talking too loud, talking too loud. I saw sunlight on the water, so a bird fell like a from the sky An old woman on a speed train She was closing her eyes Closing her eyes I saw flowers on a hillside And a million are pissing on the lawn So a prisoner Take a pistol And say join me in song Join me in song Saw a car crash in the country Where the prayers run like weeds along the road I saw strangers stealing kisses Living only their clothes, only their clothes Saw a white dog chase its tail And a pair of hearts carved into a stone I saw kindness and an angel crying, take me back home, take me back home. Saw a highway, saw an ocean, I saw widows in the temple to the Lord. Naked dancers in the city, how they spoke for us all, spoke for us all. I saw loaded linen tables. And a motherless coat and it was gone I saw hungry brothers way down With the radio on, radio on I was walking far from home Where the names were not burned along the wall So a wet road form a circle Came like a call, came like a call from the Lord. Oh, 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 Oh man, talk about life being a journey. Now, that song, I love that record so much. And it was really sort of a new direction for Sam Beam, Iron and Wine right there. And there are songs that tell similar stories. And if you had picked Life is a Highway, <laughs> I would have been very sad. But luckily, you picked a brilliant song I mean, right there. I mean, they say the same thing, right? <laughs> kind of. 
only in the most vague, broad stroke terms at all. It is The Brian Oak Show. It's episode 157. Brianne Burdett is our guest. She is a radio personality. She is a producer extraordinaire, best known for her work on KFAN, but very recently, in fact, very recently, began sort of directing traffic on the City's 97 Morning Show. It's as Brianne on the on cities. Yeah, exactly. You almost said the fan. <laughs> so here's the funny thing, and you're going to love this, Sean. Um, my first day back at Cities 97, I'm super nervous. Cities 97.1. Mm-hmm. Unbelievably Twin Cities. <laughs> uh, my first day back, I was very nervous. I, I'd been overthinking it the whole time. Yep. Like, I've done this forever, but thanks to Brianne's help and just getting back in that room and going through the breaks. I mean, there's nothing to do but put in the time. You can't fast forward to a better time. You have to put in the work and you have to get yourself back to where you want to be. You know, calisthenics or warm-ups or rehearsal or whatever you want to call it. And then Tuesday, just a couple days ago, I hit this one really brief break where I'm like, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> I was feeling myself. And when we got to the end of it, right as we're rocking up the ramp of the song, I'm like, on the current. Oh. City's 97.1 at the very end. It, oh. it was so... and and. That's the most so, shocked I've ever seen you. You you know how radio works, right? <laughs> and it was this was live. This was not pre-recorded. Yeah. And my eyes go wide. Brianne's eyes go wide. It was um it was um one of those things. But I'll not ever forget it. Yeah, we and it, it it will inform me moving forward. You know what they don't like when you work at a radio station? When you say that you're on a different radio station. Yeah, they don't love that. My worst thing I ever said on the air was my very first day in the middle of South Dakota. I had, this is 1991, so a very long time ago. But I hadn't turned off my microphone. Ooh. And I said to myself out loud, man, I really suck at this. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I look over at the phones. Blink, yep. blink, 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 yep. blink, blink. They started going nuts, people one after the other. You do really suck at this. Oh, <laughs> you got that right, pal. Yeah, no, you very do. first oh, you day. Just need some reminding. Well, yeah, I was like, well, I guess I'll but no, see, to turn off my mic from now on. So at least you you didn't violate the FCC. That's true. You didn't. You know, you didn't say anything denigrating about the station. Just like, mm, thanks for noticing. Just an <laughs> Eeyore moment. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> hey, that is going to do it for this episode of the Brian Oak Show. We got to go. But Brianne Burdett, you will still catch her on the weekends as producer of the Cake Show and also Sunday Sermons. I love Dan Barrero and Justin Gard very much. Me too. And they must love you because, and again, Dan Barrero suffers no fools. No. He has uh, very little tolerance for foolery. He sure So I make sure I come correct when yeah, I well, that and, show. But that's what you do, and that's why when I found out that you and I were going to be working together, I'm as excited as you are, Brianna, and I hope you know that. Good. I'm yeah, glad good. to hear it. Well, it's nice to have you on here, although it seems, it seems weird and self-serving the week I start this new job that the producer of the show and co-host is on. We really did set this up way back before we knew about it, right? We did, but I think we're just elite promotion minds, and we knew this would be a great thing for the first week of the show. This dovetails beautifully. This is the kind of synergy that we're looking forward <laughs> to moving forward. Um, It'll and, all work out. Yeah. Uh, Brianne Burdett, and you can catch her every weekday morning on Cities 97. I don't know. Saturday, 6 to 10, also. Oh, and Forgot so you're still doing Saturday. Are you doing seven days a week? God damn Next it, they're, question. St- they're still abusing <laughs> wow. you. I knew it. They're still abusing my Brianne Burdett. It's not okay, but I'm really glad you came by, and we will have you back again. Can't wait. Because Thank you, you know why? Synergy.
It is synergy. Synergy. Very synergistic. Uh, thanks to uh, Smart Start MN. Thanks to Sean Bernard. Thanks to Audio Equip. They're the ones who have put all this pro level equipment in this room, and they can hook you up with pro level equipment. That's what they do: is they rent stuff, PA's, microphones, anything you might need. Outdoor sound systems. We're getting back to a place where people are doing live music. More TED talks are happening every day. They can hook up. Do they have those little sweet little mics that like tape to the side I'm of your sure face? I'm sure they can get them if they don't have them. Huh? Because you have to if you do a TED talk, yeah. it is required. Well, you can't you be holding that. on to no. a microphone like an idiot. Have yeah. to be the color of your face. <laughs> exactly, exactly right. In any event, AudioQuip is the company that has hooked us up, and we highly recommend you check them out. And thanks to all of our Patreon members. Thanks to everybody who listens. And um, once again, Brienne, I know that we've both been up since very early this morning. Thank you for staying up a little later and coming to hang out. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Appreciate it. Now, before we kick everybody out of the Smart Start MN Studios, tell me, again, this guy is another artist who... You know, despite the stuff that's come out in the wake of his passing, we can't keep anything by him in stock in the store. Everybody loves Tom Petty and Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. You chose Tom Petty for us to go out with, and I love the I love the the message of the title of this song. But why did you pick this one to wrap things up for us? It's a deep cut. You don't really hear it too often, right. and I always have to qualify everything. You know this. Yeah, um, but, but but you can just tell me why you love it and everyone else just has to suck it up and deal with it. I guess. So Elizabethtown is actually one of my favorite movies. It's a Cameron Crowe movie. Mm-hmm. It was billed as a romantic comedy. That's why it failed miserably. It's <laughs> not. It's a much bigger movie than that. It's right. about life and death and all that. And this is one of kind of like an intrinsic scene of the movie. And I had never heard the song before. So it has a lot of like positive associations. It's a great song. It's a super interesting song to listen to. And I just, I love Tom Petty. It's another crippler, though, you know, isn't it? Abs, the crippler, I would You say. and I are going to spend so many nice days crying together. It's going to be wonderful. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to look forward <laughs> to it either. We're going to wrap things up with Tom Petty. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to episode 157 of The Brian Oak Show.
Baby, baby. 